First episode, The Orisha. First episode, brand new podcast. This is going to be fun. I promise you that. I am Chief Yuya. You are going to have fun on this podcast. You're going to learn a lot on this podcast. You're going to do away with a lot of misguided notions via this podcast. And you're going to take on a whole new level of empowerment, clarity, awareness, consciousness, and character via this podcast. You know, it's been uh, some time since I have really dug into the straight Arisha lessons. Some of you may be coming over from enlightenment and transformation. And, you know, we started out our whole series of those 800 plus segments over there with just dealing with Arisha sciences. Uh, the very first segment began with uh, the idea and, and the energy and connecting with uh, the Ori or the head consciousness, the, the inner consciousness, the inner destiny, thoughts, the mind, you know, the soul, you know, so many things are synonymous with that idea of the head, uh, even will, or the Godhead, or the God self. Because so many things deal with self first, and too many people are teaching or sharing, because there's not a lot of teachers when it comes to these sciences, but too many people are speaking from a place of external deliverance, where you're delivered, you're saved, and your salvation is going to come from something that decides to take mercy on you in just the right time, just the nick of time, and comes through and shows you this great unconditional love. Uh, as long as you pay it tribute in Adimu or in Etutu or in Ebo or even Oriki and Adura and Orin. We will get to the meaning of every single one of those words. I promise you that. Uh, for those of you who have been following the Anu teachings and who have been exploring our sites like Arisha Religion and TheArisha.com and, uh, you know, again, have even maybe purchased the videos that we've done on the Arisha archetypes. And, you know, you, are, you probably know by now that um, we strive to represent the academic and scholarly aspect of the sacred science and of the sacred tradition while at the same time exposing you to the real transformative spiritual experiences that this tradition holds inside of it. So this podcast, you know, I'm going to give you some some briefing before we really, really get into it. We're going to be dealing with um, the people. You know, it's very similar to what we have on Sadulu House. Uh, our website where we 
offer classes and we have our new spiritual training. And right now, the only one that I've, I've allowed to be released is phase one. And phase one deals with ministry to the self, to the self. Really dealing with who you are as a person, owning who you are as a person, taking self-ownership of your own identity and developing a healthy self-identity. Before you begin to reach out and grab out to 401 plus entities that have been functioning at a high evolutionary rate for a very long time and have their stuff together. You got to get at least some of your stuff together. The Orisha, ultimately, they build character. That's what they do. Through different forms of power. Through different forms of, of power expression. And power demonstration. And exhibition. They work with you to build the character in you. That you need in order to fulfill your reason. For becoming They're not your guardian angels They're not um, Your wardens They're not um, Ghosts And ghouls and goblins They're none of that They are character builders And they are Ashe factories and the Ashe is not built with them, but in fact, it's developed into different products through them. You have to bring that with you. You bring the power with you. And then you say, okay, well, let me take it to this factory. They build cars over here. Over here, they build widgets. Over here, they build tools. Over here, they build clothes. Over here, they build housing parts. Over here, they build boat parts. Each factory builds something different. And when you deposit the creation material into each factory, then now you're equipped and you're outfitted with what you may need to move through your life and to traverse through the world. So we're going to be dealing with those things and those concepts and those ideas. Listen to every single thing that I say. I don't waste words. And I'm going to have some people as well speaking and sharing their perspective. Just a few, because there's not a lot of people when it comes to these sciences that I, I really like to work with because there's too many people who don't know what they're talking about who are talking. There's too many people who have not been sanctioned by anything or anyone to speak but they found a new hustle because they can profit off of people's ignorance that's not what this is about this is about removing the ignorance so not only can you personally enrich and benefit yourself and your community but you can also now connect to even your past energies your ancestral energies your past lives in a way and begin to help and rebalance and and reposition and focus them back onto their mission using the new tools that you have. I'm excited to bring this. I know it's been a bit delayed. I, I've been 
working on doing it for maybe about a month now. But um, those of you who know, you know, the my time is is um, usually pretty jam packed. Being the the um, the spiritual lead and coordinator for a very large organization, and um, being one who works with a lot of different individuals and other organizations sometimes uh, I can't make certain or I won't make certain promises as to when things will get done because it's just so much going on right that's just how it is and one of the things that we're going to be learning and, and developing a great understanding of through these podcasts is protocol you hear me talk about it so much on like my chief Yuya podcast and again masterminds Monday we used to talk about it and and Thunderground Thursdays and Foundational Fridays and Anu Asafo and Chief Speaks. You know, so many segments we've done and you've often heard me bring this protocol piece up, protocol, 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 protocol. And oftentimes it is ignored to the detriment and, and the foolish and the folly of the people because some just want the magic but you'll never get the magic in you if you can't learn how to present yourself and act correctly when you come into someone's home you know you have to you usually wait in the foyer until you're told where you can go or how you should behave should you take your shoes off should you leave your shoes on should you take your coat off where should you put your coat where should you hang your hat where should you sit down is this chair okay is that chair okay and when you learn all of those different things then people then can engage with you they can dialogue with you but if you come in holding on to one structure holding on to one idea holding on to one protocol they will quickly remove you from their domicile that is probably the most common mistake that many people make when approaching these sciences because they're looking at them as you know, primitive and beneath them, though they don't say it out loud. So many people from the Western world, they reach, they reach into indigenous sciences in order to resolve Western world issues and to gain success and fortune in a Western context. But the deeper you go into the Eastern mindset, your definitions and your ideas of success change more and more and more and more and more and more and more. And it doesn't stop. And then people will ask you questions like, well, if you're so in tune and so in touch with these spirits, why don't you use them to win the lotto? Would you put a curse on a person? If you get into an argument with a lover, would you try to hurt them with these sciences? Will you try to get someone you like with these sciences? See, what's happening in that moment when those type of ideas and questions are coming forth is that people are neglecting the idea that my character has been changed because I've gone so deep into these sciences. So I don't care about the lotto. I don't care about hurting someone just because we've had a disagreement. I don't care about trying to capture someone via magical means because my character has built in, been built in a way where I've learned to detach. See, that's what you will come to 
when you study. And some of you already maybe have come to that place. Not a lot of you. I already know that. But some of you. And eventually it's going to be more of you. (laughs) And then at some point, maybe a million years from now, it will be all of you. Or all of we. Because there will be no you at that point because everybody will be back home. They will no longer be in the place of individuality where we have to now parse out and section out uh, moments and experiences and containers of destiny. Because there'll be one destiny again, as it was when we were before this place, when we were in the land of nowhere. There were no containers. And then there were calabash chosen. There were heads chosen. There were heads formed and the stoves and those heads now gave us all individual individual destiny they represented individualism where we could pick and choose what it is that we wanted to experience and to meet out on the earth plane that's all away from home when you're back home then we can truly live out the idea of we oneness But not here. Not here. This is the place where we have to own our individual stuff. That's the hard part. That's the hard part. It's very easy to read someone else's story and co-opt it. It's very easy to hear or read about someone else's rise and co-opt it. It's very easy to accept someone telling you that you're something that you know within yourself you have not earned in being. It's easy. But what that does is that prevents you from ever being able to get back home. It feels good for the moment, sure. Ego strokes are good for the moment, sure. But then we come to that moment where the ego stroking is no longer enough. The pleasure of our spiritual or churchical or religious dramatic experiences are no longer enough. Trying to force everyone to connect with an idea of who we are and how powerful we are and the boasting and the bragging. And the stroking of our own ego. And the auric masturbation. That's no longer enough. There comes a time when we move beyond those three stages. And those are the three stages of your first three chakras. Or your main three chakras. The ego stroking. And the individual praise needed of the root chakra the search for pleasure and reconnection of the sacral chakra the boasting and the bragging of one's individual identity and power of the solar chakra there comes a point where we have to move beyond that and we move into the okan we move through those arit a-r-i-t And we move into the Okan Arit, or the Ba Arit, or the Ab Arit. 
and we begin to look at that house and we say, okay, this is the house of indifference. This is the house of choices. This is the place of truth an unconditional indifferent truth. And when we start to go to that place, we're well on our way to getting back home. But as long as we live in the land where truth offends us, an external opinion offends us, we choose offense. And we're addicted to our opiates. We have to smoke herb all the time. We have to drink all the time. We have to sex all the time. We have to find our hideaways and our escapes through our music and our clothing and our shopping and our consumerism all the time. As long as we're still stuck in that space, it doesn't matter how much information that you take in. You're stuck and you're going to stay stuck and you're going to come back to this place again and you're going to try again. That's the rules. I didn't make them up because if I were to make up the rules, I'd make this much easier. I surely would. So it's a good thing I'm not making up the rules because in my finite wisdom, uh, I couldn't devise a system so ingenious as we have in our better selves. Learning about the Orisha, learning about Orisha culture, learning about Orisha tradition is learning about what's needed to re-engineer our now. not just learning about what some did then and it's certainly not localizing ourselves to one place it's not even localizing ourselves to the earth's crust no matter how beautiful it is no matter how tropical it is no how no matter how nirvanic it is it's not home it's not home until the eye is gone It's not home until the need is gone. No matter how beautiful it is, no matter how amazing it is, no matter how cultural it is. This is what we're being called to come back to. And who's calling? We're calling ourselves. This is going to be fun. You're going to learn a lot. And some of you are going to be offended a lot. But truth is an offense to those who are trapped in the lower realms, in the lower stages of hell. Truth is always an irritant and an offense because your eyes have to readjust to the light. And, you know, even when you want the lights on sometimes, when someone comes in a room to wake you up and they turn the lights on, what's the first thing you do? You squint, you close your eyes and you make an ugly face. Until you can readjust to the new reality. The reality in this space is that I'm going to keep the lights on. You're going to have to learn to sleep with the lights on. And you're going to have to find darkness another way. You're going to have to feast on darkness in a different kind of way. And you're going to have to find the light inside of the dark. So you're going to have to enjoy black light. And you're going to have to enjoy white light. And you're going to have to enjoy yellow light and purple light and green light and blue light and indigo light and orange light and burnt sienna light and mauve light and fuchsia light and every other shade that we discover. Amber, gold, gray, 
Because every form and every shade of that light that's given to us is given to us for character development. The light itself is a factory frequency. It's a world to peek into. Each color gives us a different world to peek into. You're going to get the good stuff. And remember what I said earlier? Listen to every single word. And if you've been listening to every single word that I've said and so deliberately chosen, then you realize you're already getting the good stuff. No more, no more playing. No more mixing and matching. It's time for us to go back home. And if we can't make it in this time around, let's get as close as we possibly can. Why be victims to our own servants? Your senses and your body, your form, your frame, your culture, your tradition, your history, your geography, your ethnic, your ethnicity, your nationality are all servants to your purpose. When you wrap yourself in them and identify with them solely, you become their servant. You become a, a, a servant to America, a servant to the Bahamas, a servant to Jamaica, a servant to Brazil, a servant to Cuba, a servant to Nigeria, a servant to Ghana, a servant to Canada. You miss it. As you should not be a servant to your African entity, you should not be a servant to your to your Caucasoidhood, you should not be a servant to your Asianhood or your Arab identity and ethnic ethnicity. They're tools. You should not be a servant to your gender. You should not be a servant to an age. You should serve one thing and one thing only. The mission. That's it. The mission. And everything that you choose to include around you and design within your lair and your labyrinth of journey should serve the mission. Every force, every person, every piece of food, every piece of clothing. Everything that you bombard your senses with, everything that you feast on, should serve one thing, the mission. Now, if you can begin to do that, if you can begin to fathom that, then you can begin to connect to the Orisha. If you think you're here to serve them, you will. You will serve the river. You will serve the mountain. You will serve the crossroad. You will serve war. You will serve iron. You will serve lightning. You will serve wind. You will serve the volcano. You will serve the swamp. You will serve the sea. You will serve these things if you desire because you have a heart and you have free will. You are completely free to disable 
and detour your journey back home. That is your choice and nothing is stronger than your own will. You are also free to go through the journey as it was intended and as it was placed inside of your head, as it was placed inside of your dome. You have the opportunity to do that. How was that done? Thought. Thoth. Tehuti. Orumila. Like I said, listen to every word I say. They're stronger along purposely for a reason. When you develop your thought, you develop your destiny. When you develop your words, you develop your fate. Your thoughts develop your words. Your words develop your fate. Your spirit fattens and animates your thought. Your emotions give your give your thoughts a place in reality. Align your spirit with your greater head, with your ori. Align what is selected. Your spirit changes all the time. It's selected. Within your own matrix, you are an orisha. You have an ori, you have a head, and you have the seat or the consciousness, the different spirits that are within you. And you can choose different ones. That within itself, in totality, is orisha. The selection of consciousness. Of course you will have people who will tell you something different. I'm not concerned with that. I've taught so much on this subject and in this way that I don't have to do one-on-one anymore and I won't do one-on-one anymore. For those who still want to say, well, the Orisha were people who lived on the planet and they ascended and because they did such good works and then they were made into an Orisha. That's a beautiful Jesus story. It's beautiful. I know exactly where you got it from. You're going to have to bend and shift and artfully rearrange and reorder your thinking to see beyond creating yourself inside of the deities and the archetypes that are around you. That is nothing but narcissism. Move away from that pool of water and stop looking at yourself. Stop looking at your reflection. You don't have to look for yourself in everything. It's already there. It's the how that you need to journey through. Look for the purpose in everything. Don't look for your face in everything. When you look to the sky, don't say, well, Oludumari must look like me. Oludumari doesn't look like anything. Oludumari looks like nothing. Until Oludumari, until Oludumari becomes lesser. You're looking at the effect of Olodumare. 
We are the effect and the movement and the expansion of Olodumare. Doesn't matter how beautiful you are, doesn't matter how luxurious your hair is or how deliberately designed your features are, how powerful and strong your body is. We live in a world of impermanence, it will all go away. Nothing is forever. Your relationships are not forever, your your children are not forever, job isn't forever. Your religion isn't forever. Your spiritual guides aren't forever. This is the land of fading. Everything is fading. It's fading from the moment it's created. From the moment it's created, it rips a hole like Oya. She tore it. It rips a hole in the very fabric of, of natural being. The very fabric of of natural being is stillness of of non-being. From the moment you choose to be, from the moment you choose to manifest, you now have to create a whole and the fabric of existence. But existence begins to saturate it over again like ink spilling on a white piece of paper. And eventually it will saturate and own what it created once again. Like a body decomposing into the earth. Nothing is forever. You can't maintain the traditions in the same way we've always maintained them. It's not wise. You have to move beyond it. This is what we'll be doing. You are going to learn a lot. You're going to grow, I promise you. You're going to grow. Why am I doing it? Because I'm supposed to. Because I want to, more importantly. And I like to be surrounded with smart people. I want you smart. That's what I want. That's that's my own personal selfish goal. (laughs) I want to have a smart conversation. With all of you. I want to have a brilliant game of chess with all of you. I want to sit around a fire at an Anu Nation retreat and have great dialogue with you all. Do wonderful, beautiful rituals with you all. I want your children to be brilliant so they can marry my children, my brilliant children, and then we can all be family. So I'm doing my part. I'm raising the IQ of all of those who are listening and who are interested and fascinated and drawn in by this beautiful culture. Yeah, so much genius we have to explore. So much greatness we have to explore. And we haven't even scratched the surface. You can look behind you for a little while. You can. But I'm telling you the best is yet to come. I'm telling you. This is not the land of greatness and milk and honey. This land of earth. This is the land of tests and trials and development and transformation. The greatness is forward. 
And I'm not talking about in the by and by. I'm talking about what you can own between your two ears right now. That freedom that you can own. That's your greatness. Alright, so make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you leave good reviews on iTunes so it jumps up to the top of the charts. Go to the Arisha site. They're gonna be there's gonna be more things coming on it, you know, more information, more books I'm working on, more videos I'm working on, um, merchandise and you know, all kind of cool stuff. But I'm really focused, you know, my thing is the teaching. The Arisha.com. Alright. This has been Chief Yuya, and this has been my pleasure, and this has been my music that I've been talking over all this time, that I created. Yeah, we're going to have fun, and I'm going to bring you into this lair. Until our next time, all right? Stay close, family. Odavo. <laughs>